go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, sleuths, suspects, and witnesses. The mystery of the missing manuscript begins tonight. This is going to be a blast. Um, we are Pages Promotions. We, I am Diana Catherine Plopa, and I am bringing you the madness um, from Michigan, and we are reaching out all across the country, across the world, actually. We have people coming all the way from Australia, which is super cool. They're time travelers. They're, they're, they're in <laughs> tomorrow already, which is wacky. So just to give you a little clue about what we're doing, um, this is our nightly schedule. I'm going to try and stick as close to our nightly schedule every night as I possibly can. So um, just a big shout out, everybody. We are not going to be here on February 14th. So if you're looking for a replay for February 14th, it doesn't exist. So, um, uh, but the rest of the nights, there'll be a replay. And like I say, I'm going to try and stick as tight to the schedule as I can every night, and it'll get easier uh, as the days go on, of course. Um, tonight, I want to start this, and, um, please excuse me if I stumble over this a little bit, but uh, tonight, I want to take a few minutes to begin our festival by um, celebrating the life of indie author Kate McNeil. Um, she was a great friend to me and the indie author community. She was a writer, reader, photographer, and blogger, and she was fueled by sushi and dreams. She had a special love for Margaret Mitchell's Gone with the Wind and Jack Russell Terriers. Kate was born in Kentucky and spent 23 happy years living in Royal Oak, Michigan with her husband, JP. She was just 43 when we lost her last um, she loved creating spy thriller mysteries with strong female characters with no-nonsense attitudes and tons of snark. <laughs> her stories were so engaging that once I asked her if she actually worked for the CIA in Bulgaria, and her answer was simply, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> she was a terrific friend with an infectious giggle. Um, I'm happy that we were able to share our author journey together for so many years. I, I miss her tremendously, but I know that she's with us tonight, giggling and laughing along and, and having a good time with us. Um, if there is anybody else who would like to remember Kate at this time, feel free to speak up, turn on your microphones. Um, I am more than happy to hear your memories of Kate for a few minutes. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, she I'll was a really up. nice person. Kate, Kate went out of her way to help me try to learn Instagram. And if anybody's ever worked with me before, Diana can say, I am clueless with technology. And she spent a lot of time extremely patient. One of the most patient ladies I think I've ever met. She was, she was amazing. She really was. And uh, hearing of her death was, was extremely sad i was with diana at that time so yeah it, yeah. Was, it was tough it was, but you know what she was just um belligerent enough that she she was very ill in the end but she was just belligerent enough that she left us on her birthday i know so 
that that's the kind of lady she was. Anybody else have memories of Kate they'd like to share? Yeah, Kate and I, we shared, uh, since both of our characters are action adventure and we both had similar questions, uh, we went back and forth and talked about uh, potentially collaborating at some time and mixing the characters. I am sad that I will never get to do that. Uh, one of the nicest things was in the, as Kate's health was waning, she did come visit in Charlotte. Uh, and we had a very good visit full of a lot of laughs. There were some difficult times associated because she wasn't feeling well, um, but we we went over and beyond what she could, and both her and Diana, uh, we, we had a good time together. I'll miss her. Uh, I didn't know her as well as I, I could have, but uh, she was always uh, very passionate about writing and passionate about the craft and read other authors and tried to to help us all out. And the indie and small press community uh, needs more people that are trying to help everybody out. Absolutely. Anyone else? I just remember her doing the um, social media platform or lesson during one of these and just how much help she was and how much she really wanted to help everybody be as successful as they could be. So again, just Absolutely. like Andrew was saying, it's so wonderful having people who are willing to help us all become better. So. Yeah. I just... And that infectious laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's what I was going to say is I didn't really know her except through the time we had spent doing these, but she... Now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could just tell she was very kind and just so full of life, so full of joy. I mean, there are people who are happy in life and there are people who have joy and she had joy and it was just wonderful to see. Without a doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Me too, Deb. Me too. Um, one of her greatest things was playing with Charlie. So uh, whenever Charlie hops around, I always think, oh, I got to send her this picture. And then I remember I can't. But I know she sees him anyway. So, okay. Um, let's let's get into the, the stuff. Thank you very much, everyone, for your thoughts and your memories of Kate. I know that she is... Um, eavesdropping on us all um, and thank and, you diana for bringing her up and giving us this moment mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. um her family had a a private service for her after she passed and and i thought that we just needed to do something as a community so um so thank you everybody i i appreciate your indulgence if if anybody's curious about the wacky woman that kate was go ahead and check out the youtube channel um from last year's festivals she she was a joy um, and I'm, I'm so grateful that we got that video of her being joyful. So uh, that's super fun. So we are going to move on. Um, and and it, let me see if I can do this. Here we go. Can, now I'm going to share my screen again and get on with what we're doing. Okay.
Amy Kelso is in the room tonight, and she's <laughs> going to be reading from this really amazing, incredible, spectacular book called The Future Belongs to Those Who Believe. It's a short story collection, and um, I'm sorry, Amy, I'm, I am behind myself on reviews, um, but please know it's coming, and I really enjoyed it. So, um, so tell us, Amy, which story from this collection are you going to read tonight? Okay, I'm going to read a story called What Was Revealed at 3.25 a.m. Perfect. Okay, um, you've got about eight minutes. Um, so anytime you're ready, feel free to go. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't find out about the truth of my existence until I was 35, and then only by chance. Before that, I had just struggled through life, feeling like I didn't belong, but never suspecting why, except perhaps once. I remember one time when I was very young. I climbed into my parents' closet. I shut the door. Then I imagined I was in a rocket ship heading back to my home planet. For clearly, I wasn't meant for this world. I wasn't created to live here. At this moment, I was more right and more wrong than I would ever be again. Until, as I said by chance, I discovered the truth, the whole truth, about who I was and what I was and why I came here in the first place. I woke up in the middle of the night, not once, but four nights in a row. 3.25 a.m. on the dot, each time. Why? One minute I was asleep and the next wide awake. My husband lay next to me, breathing rhythmically, I listened for a while, just to make sure. Yep, in and out, in and out. Everything was fine. So what had startled me out of my sleep? Was it the kids, I wondered next? Was something wrong with them? I silently rushed to the room they shared, poked my head through the door, and listened for any problems or signs of trouble. But there were none. Both children were sleeping peacefully. Why, then, was I awake? This happened three nights in a row. Wake up at 3.25, panic, check everyone's breathing. All was good, life was good. Why was I awake? It was on the fourth night that I caught a glimpse of something I was never meant to see. Or more accurately, I heard something I was never meant to hear. Again, something startled me awake. But this time, I didn't open my eyes right away. I lay perfectly still, eyes closed, playing dead, so to speak. And then I heard voices. How's this unit running? I heard someone ask. Who was talking? Who was in my room? Part of me wanted to jump up, demand who was there. Yet another part somehow knew that if I did, whoever it was would be gone in an instant. I stayed still and listened. I'm a bit worried about her, honestly, another younger voice replied. I've tried to wake her up now for three nights in a row, trying to activate her to fulfill her higher purpose. But she's so happy as she is, so content caring for her husband and children, she doesn't even think beyond their safety. She doesn't see the larger picture, and I just don't know what else to do. You know what this means, the older voice responded. You have to shake up her world. Take away something she loves, her husband or one of her children, you pick. We have to make her turn to her faith. Then she will hear her calling. Do we have to? 
the younger voice asked, almost pleading. She's so happy here, and she's still fulfilling her purpose. I mean, she's making life better for her family. Isn't that enough? I could almost feel the regret in the room. You know that's not how it works, the older voice replied with compassion. We made these androids and sent them here to Earth for a specific purpose. They have a job to do. I know, but... But? but. There was a long pause, and I was tempted to open my eyes to see if whoever was there was still there. Then I heard the younger voice again. Hasn't she had a hard enough time as it is? The voice asked. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for all of them. They don't quite fit in, you know? I mean, we try. They come close. Close enough that the earthlings don't suspect that they're not human. And yet... I know, I know, the older voice replied. I've watched enough of them growing up to see how they struggle to fit in. Is it any wonder, though, with the amount of information we've created them to take in? We expect them to be constantly monitoring the breathing and heart rates of everyone around them, plus the million other subtle signs of emotional distress. Tightening of muscles, change of speech patterns, pupils dilating, face flushing, eyes tearing up. They can tell in a moment if anyone on the, how anyone in the room is feeling. And yet, at the same time they're doing all this, we expect them to play the part of a normal human being. It's a hard role, but they do it. They've been doing it for centuries now. But is it really worth it? The younger voice asked. For them, I mean. They go through so much. I, I know they're machines. I know their feelings aren't real, but they feel real enough to them. The voice that replied sounded almost angry. Never say that again, it said. Their feelings are just as real as yours and mine. Just because we built them in a laboratory instead of growing them inside of a body doesn't devalue what they feel. Their feelings are every bit as valid as yours and mine. Perhaps more so, since they feel so much more. It is their feelings, after all, that we are counting on to save us all. You really think this will work? The younger voice asked. You have to ask? The older voice replied. We've been doing this for so long because we know it's the only way. Earthlings have to evolve and they have to evolve soon. We need their help to fight the darkness that will try to consume our universe. We need them. But there's such a young world, so backwards. Instead of fighting the darkness, they seem to embrace it, fighting their silly wars over land and resources, instead of sharing the bounty that their planet provides. How can they possibly help us? Which is why we sent the androids, the older voice replied. You know this. Precise machines, carefully placed throughout the world, throughout history, just enough to give them a nudge in the right direction. With enough nudges, Humanity will shift. It will happen. Trust the process. Trust them. They can change the world. They are made to do just that. What about this one, though? The young voice asked. I still hate the thought of shaking her up her world just to wake her up. Can't we give her just one more chance? Silence. I was filled with dread. What would they say? What would they do? How was my life going to change? Then I heard a sigh. 
You've been around them a while, haven't you? The older voice asked the younger one. You care about them. I do, the younger voice replied. Perhaps it isn't just the humans these androids were designed to influence. Maybe we could use some evolving too. So things can stay the way they are for her? Your compassion serves you well, the older voice replied after a moment. We can give her one more chance. If she wakes up on her own, if she starts living in terms of her higher calling, we will leave her life as it is. But if she doesn't step up to her purpose, I wanted to jump up right then and there, shake their hands and promise them, I will, I will. Oh, give me one more chance and I'll do everything you made me to do. But I didn't know what they would do if they knew I was, if I, they knew I knew they were there. I lay still, forcing my breath to stay steady. I'll check back in a year or so and see how things are going. Until then, I'm not sure how you hear someone disappear. Maybe I just sensed it. Before there were two presents in the room, now there was just one. Sleep well, the younger voice whispered to me. Tomorrow is the start of a whole new life for you. I expect great things from you. And then even that presence was gone and I was alone again. No, not totally alone. I still had my husband, two wonderful children. And now I also had a world, a universe to help save. Thank you, I whispered in the air. Thank you for giving me a chance. I sensed more than heard the reply. You're welcome. Now take that chance and make your life extraordinary. Yay! Sign language clapping. There we go. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much, Amy. Super, super appreciate it. Um, that was from Amy's you. book, The Future Belongs to Those Who Believe. And we're going to be giving away one of copies of one of those books tonight on the spinning wheel of happiness. So stick around for that. And now the mystery begins. <laughs> I'm going to share my screen and God help us. I hope this works. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to run you through the, um, the announcement of the theft, we are calling it. Um, boy, I hope this works. If you guys can't hear it, make sure you shout out. Tell me it's not working. Okay. Uh, let me make sure this is on. See, this, this is what happens opening night, guys. I, there we go. Okay. Can everybody see the screen? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good, good, yes. good, good. Okay. Turning up the volume. Here we go. The announcement of the theft. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the library. The library is a place people come for quiet, solace, and concentration to learn, create, and escape from the normal hustle and bustle of daily life. It's a place for expanding one's mind, armchair adventuring, and celebrating the written word. Surely you came here today for one of those reasons, but your peaceful visit to the library is about to be interrupted, as ladies and gentlemen, there has been a theft! The item that has gone missing is a reference book called the Sardonic Manuscript. While not much is known about this book, it was catalogued in genealogy as it outlined the marriages and family ties of the residents of a country called Sardonia, 
from ancient times up until the late 1960s. The sardonic manuscript arrived at the library a few years ago. It was shelved with the rest of the items without a second thought, where it sat collecting dust until just a few months ago. In fact, the library director, Jules Nelson, thought the book had disappeared and didn't even realize it sat far back on the shelf until a woman named Melinda Falgo started coming to the library each, each day to read it. As the manuscript was in sardonic text, this was no doubt a difficult task. Today, Melinda spent a few hours with the sardonic manuscript at one of the tables in the library, as she does each day the library is open. Later, she left the library, and when she, she returned about a half hour later, the book had vanished! What makes this case even more mysterious, though, was that in place of the sardonic manuscript sat a small origami horse. No one could account for the book's whereabouts. It was not checked out, as it was a reference book, and, like most libraries, ours does not lend out reference books. The library has security posts at the door, and the sardonic manuscript was tagged, so it could not have been removed through the front doors without the alarm sounding. The only way a thief could have escaped with the book was out the back doors, which are not alarmed, but are monitored by surveillance cameras. The footage shows that no one left through the back doors, which leaves no other conclusion that our thief is still inside the library. Yet, no one admits to having the book. Where is it? And who took it? And so the mystery begins. <laughs> who took the book and why? You know that our suspects, mo I think most of you are in the room tonight. Um, the, the, I think everybody's here tonight. Um, so here, here is the idea. Each one of our suspects, Marianne, Melinda, uh, Andrew, uh, Deborah, Chloe, Julie, and Ruby, Amy, um, each one of these suspects has a different purpose tonight. Your jobs as sleuths and witnesses is to ask questions to get the clues out of them. If you ask a question that they feel is inappropriate or, um, or is, is taking you down a, a, a path that is so off the beaten trail that it's irrelevant, you will get the answer, I have nothing to say about that. That will tell you that you need to answer and ask different questions. Just so you all know, the suspects do not know who did it. I am the only one who knows the answer. I got to tell you guys, this is really difficult for me because I'm lousy at keeping secrets. So everybody turn on your microphones. And the way we're going to do this is I'm going to open up the room for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand, like physically on the screen, raise your hand because technology and me. So, and then I will call on you so, so that we don't step on each other's toes. We are going to do this for 20 minutes and then that's going to be it for tonight. 
And then every night we will ask more questions and get more clues out of our suspects. Um, if you miss a night, you'll have to go back and listen to the replays, watch the replays. We're not going to rehash stuff, so keep that in mind. So we're going to start out the night with Mark Love. Go. If I read the cast of suspects or characters correctly, is Deb Reed a reporter? Yes. Yes. And as a as a skilled reporter, I'm sure that you could tell us where in proximity all of these other players were at the time of the missing manuscript. Yes. Well, you know, I had honestly just been to visit the manuscript, but it was there on the shelf. I assure you, I even took a picture of it when I left. And Chloe can attest to that because she was right next to me. That is true. I was I was right there. Um, um, well, I had to go and, and check on a book, but that was just for a few minutes. But yes, she was she was right there. Well, Miss Chloe, then my question to you is the origami horse that was left in this place. Did anyone examine the horse or even go so far as to unfold it? Well, um, I didn't. Perhaps I, didn't. I should I, answer it was... that. Because I happen to have the origami horse right here. <sighs> when I went to go look for the manuscript and it wasn't there and I found the horse. Um, just so that you know, I am the head librarian, of course, at this establishment. And my job is to make sure that order is kept. Clearly it wasn't because this is not a book and does not belong where that book should be. Jen Rinaldi, go ahead. Isn't that a different horse that was, that, yeah, that was shown on? I have an inaccurate photograph. She has the okay. actual <laughs> item. Yep. Okay. Some people don't do things quite right, but we forgive them. Usually. Well, you know, if someone had asked me for the picture that I took of the horse, in or oh no i'm sorry no the horse was not there i did see the manuscript instead that was what i took a picture of Oops. Uh, do you even remember what you saw ma'am <laughs> hmm. anyone else have any questions for our suspects mark Mushra, go ahead was the dire was the director near uh, was jules next to amy when when the um talking to her about the origami horse um well they called my attention to it when they found it but i was actually in my office doing my paperwork so um i didn't see it um before that but then uh amy brought it to my attention and uh we looked around the room and asked everybody if they had seen anything and nobody had seen anything so okay thank you I saw the manuscript. I would just like to point that out again, that I took a picture of the manuscript. I saw the manuscript before I left. Because that's what good reporters do. They document, right? Now, just to be clear, um, Jules actually uh, accused, or at least asked me what happened to the book. She thought it should be there, it wasn't there. And so when I went to go check, that's when I found the horse in its place. Hmm. 
Anyone else have any questions for our I suspects? Do. Diana Duell, go. Um, it, I believe it said that Melinda was using the book for research. So what, what is she researching? The family or the families of the town? That's or? a good question. We would like to know that, Melinda. Yes, we would. Of course, I wasn't there when the manuscript went missing. I've just been looking at it for research purposes. You know, you're always trying to take the book from me. You don't like me going in the reference section, Miss Amy. Oh, I wonder why I'm not. <laughs> After well, I thought we had an understanding. I know I bring the coffee in the library, but you give me permission to do so. At least I don't give you permission. Jewel said that you. I had to let you. That's different. We don't bring coffee in a library. We don't talk in a library, and we definitely don't try to check out reference books from a library. Ma'am, I would just like all of you to remember that as a reporter, I am recording all of this. You know, so I get my facts straight. So I would just maybe be careful what you say in case you don't want anything revealed. Just saying. Just saying. Absolutely. Um, Jen, you had a question? No? Gary, go ahead. I would have a question, and I will ask the reporter if they have checked on any of the windows to the outside. Are they locked or are they could a manuscript go out through the windows? Oh, I don't have anything to say about that. Hmm. Um, Chloe, I have a question Chloe, for Ruby. Chloe, go ahead. Chloe. What is the horse made of? It's not a page of the manuscript, is it? Is it lined paper or? It is not lined paper. It is just plain white paper. There's nothing on it. Trust me, I've taken it apart looking for clues. It is just a plain white horse. As far as I can tell. Any other questions? Mark Love? What about the size of the manuscript or the missing manuscript? Is it... Eight and a half by 11, is it a five by seven? Is it the size of a Stephen King novel? Well, it's not as small as this book, which is a wonderful book if you do get a chance to go to the <laughs> section of the library. But it's also not quite as large as this book. As you can see, it's quite thick, but it's somewhere in the middle. And that's exactly where I reshelved the book before I went to get coffee with Ruby at the time of the theft. And mm. which I took a picture of before I left where the manuscript was. Okay, any hmm. other questions out there? I heard someone I have a question. question. Yes. Who uh, has Ruby. a question? Yes. Doesn't your psychic ability allow you to know who left the horse? <laughs> oh. Fortunately, that is beyond my capabilities. However, as you see, I have the card of invitation, which I received in order to get a cup of coffee with Melinda. Did you, Marianne, did you have a question, Marianne? Well, I was going to ask that same question. Ruby being a psychic, don't you know who did it? <laughs> She's not that good. <laughs> and so it's my capabilities. 
You know, I have interviewed several psychics and I can tell you that sometimes things are just, you know, they describe them as kind of foggy and, you know, not real clear. So I'm kind of guessing that maybe that's what happened here. So Ruby, is is that the case? Do things come to you clearly or as impressions? (laughs) I see... I see. Oh dear. I knew you should clear. Something's unclear. (laughs) Number two mean anything to anyone? Number two. Pencil. (laughs) Pencil. 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 Any other questions for our suspects? Mark McCracko. Uh, so I have a question because Melinda brings coffee in. Did she bring a bag into the library? Like a, mm. since she's really good about bringing coffee and she probably brought a bag in with her. I don't know about you, but I generally drink my coffee from a cup. <laughs> oh, I know. But did, did, did you bring a bag with you? No, I didn't. Oh, Maybe okay. not this time, but she uh, has in the past. Like brought something that she's not supposed to bring in, like a little, a little not bag quite. that she can open up. So oh, I don't know. I, Ruby was with her. I have to Does tell you that what happened. You guys need to know this, and Melinda, I'm not sorry. You, the world needs to know. A week before the book went missing, Melinda had it in her bag as she was trying to leave the library. Mm. The alarm was sounded. Mm. I caught her and I kicked her out of the library and told her never to come back again. Because uh. that's what we do to people who try to steal precious manuscripts. I was only trying to borrow it. We <laughs> don't borrow. We talked about that. You can't borrow <laughs> the manuscript. It's in the reference section. <sighs> Jen, Jen, go ahead. Did you have a question? Jen Rinaldi, no? Okay. Um, Mark Love, go. I'm very curious because it's, it's extremely unusual for Andrew to be quiet for this length of time. Yes, it and is. It's me suspicious about his lack of verbal participation. So well, I'll have you know, Mr. Andrew? Mark, I would like to give some information because everybody, well, especially Miss Amy, seems to be pointing the finger at little old me. Well, I've noticed. Mr. Andrew, sneaking. Well, not sneaking, but he's been at the library several times and his motives for being here clear. But anyway, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was there for a book signing. He's, you know, famous. You know, oh. you, just, you just ought to sit to the side for a second because if you'd have paid attention, you'd have known I was there for my new book, The Way of the Antiquities, and I'm trying to get more readership. And, yeah, and I like- know, because you, like, accosted me and, like, pushed your book on me and was, like, talking about it and everything, and I was sitting there going, seriously, dude, I've got other stuff to do, but you just kept talking to me about your book, and it's like, can't you read the room? I wasn't interested. It's a Andrew, good book. were you? If you could read it, you would <laughs> learn the way of the antiquities and you mm. would understand that I am trying to educate you poor people. And, oh, and 
And so now you're telling me that I'm uneducated. Is that what's happening here? I, I don't know, but I, I kind of uh -huh. think the books can do the education, Andrew. You don't need to be talking in the library. <laughs> yes, I, and, and that Miss Grumpy Pants there has been constantly saying that the whole time. She is. Now, you know, Pants, I but... was really polite to you. I mean, Not it you. took everything <laughs> in me, but I was polite to you. And I walked away, and I'm sorry, but even you can attest to the fact that I left before that manuscript was taken. I'm sorry. I was paying too much attention to the other patrons because I, I really wanted to sell exactly. more. Exactly. It was like you were watching me over your way of antiquities. <laughs> but you do need to be watched, Melinda. I have watched you. I've seen you, what you try to pull off. Although, I mean, Andrew, you should you not it, be. Miss Librarian. Me? Why would I take a book from the library i put the books into the library that is my job i'm just saying you keep, the precious books you keep on talking about how you need to protect them and no one can touch them and take them out or borrow them maybe you took it so no one could touch it or borrow it it I, was I put back it was on the shelf strange. you saw that it was on the shelf i would not have taken it that's just ridiculous. andrew andrew go ahead i just thought it was very strange how you know, Amy was able to very quickly and efficiently take apart that and check and make sure it didn't have nothing written on it, and then put it back together so it looked like a horse. I just, I just don't know. Uh, Julie, do you were there for the theft? Do you have anything to say here? Well, I was in my office and I was doing paperwork until when uh, <clears throat> Melinda and Ruby started yelling that the. That the manuscript was missing so <clears throat> i didn't know i didn't know anything that was going on until it was already gone so so I, you have no one to vouch for you is what you're saying you really <laughs> don't have an alibi i no, don't because I, I had my earplugs in and i was just doing paperwork and i just i wasn't looking around so i don't know that anybody knows where i was She's always in the no. office just doing paperwork, and I have to keep track of the whole library and make sure everything runs smoothly, despite people who try to mess it up and bring in coffee and talk and stuff. Well, she was not in her office at that time because I was looking for her, and she was not there. Mm. And by the way, Julie, you were in the coffee shop the day before reading a book. What book was that you were reading? I can't remember. I read so many books to make sure everything was. But this good. was a book that had maps and drawings in it. I it caught my attention as I was passing your table. Hmm. I'll have to think about which book that was. She's speechless. Imagine that. Well, I hope that book was properly checked out if it was a library book. Absolutely. And there we have to end our interrogation session for this evening. Oh my goodness. Thank you, suspects, for playing the game so well. We have 27 more days for this mystery to unfold. So anyone who didn't get a chance to interrogate the suspects this evening, Come on back tomorrow and every day this month, and you will get to ask your questions. 
Thank you, everybody, for playing our game. That was super fun. Oh my I God. have to point out, okay, it stopped. But Ruby, in her little hat, had a tail wagging behind it. It was really cool. <laughs> that is my familiar. He comes to say hello. It works well. Okay. Wow. That was that was super fun. You got I thank you all for being suspects. You're making this so much fun. Okay. Um, so let's move on to the next thing. I want to let everybody know before we get into the spinny wheel of happiness. We have uh here we go. Let me share this. We are also doing a scavenger hunt. As you all know, this is um the, the whole festival is uh, virtual, so you will find the scavenger hunt on our website. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Riddle Master Jacob Bullen. Without him, I would not have been able to complete these riddles, and he wrote the final story riddle. Very cool and very creative. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so what you have to do is go to our website, at the top half of the website, you will see this um, advent calendar that I have reappropriated for our festival. Every night, click on the number of the day, it will open a door, and you will see the pictures of the people who are reading that night. And in the print underneath, you will see their names and you will see the riddle for the day. Each answer to the riddle um, is a single word taken from the title of a book that was read that day. At the bottom of the, for, of the page on the website, there is this really snazzy little form. Each one of the clues are numbered. So the riddles on the doors are numbered to match the answers on the form. And you will fill out this form and send in your um, send in your, your scavenger hunt forms. Um, you have to have complete and correct forms with the complete story riddle answered as well to be eligible to win prizes. We're giving away prizes. It's going to be super, super fun. Um, and uh, the only one door is going to open every day, but it opens, I think it's midnight Greenwich Mean Time. So whatever time you are in the world, um, that's when the doors open. And uh, go check out the riddle for that day. Write down the clue. Keep it in your interrogation notebook so that you can fill in the form on the last day on the 27th. Make sure that you have your scavenger hunt forms sent to me. Push the submit button by noon on the 28th. I will compile all the answers, find the people who won, and um, award prizes at the big reveal party on the 28th at 7 p.m. So we're doing a big reveal party. It's going to be super, super, super fun. Also, we are collecting, we as authors are collecting fingerprints um, to uh, too many screens. Okay, we are collecting fingerprints um, as we move throughout our mystery month. Um, the average fingerprints collected so far are is five because uh, we all had a detective's briefing last month and we collected fingerprints then. 
how do people collect fingerprints? How do the authors collect fingerprints? Well, I'll tell you. The, the way the authors collect fingerprints is by um, you guys, you reader people, registering for the event and coming into the room. Um, when you register for the event on the Zoom form, you will have a place to write the name of the author that you would like to collect fingerprints. You can write in more than one author's name. And if you're an author coming into the room, you can also name yourself as a referring source. Authors who, um, authors who name themselves will get two bonus points. Authors who name other authors will also collect two bonus points. Um, so this is about supporting each other throughout the month, show up, um, and, and be here to play our games and listen to the readings and just have a good time. As it sits right now, the leading detectives are Andrew Smith, Emma Palova, Jen Rinaldi, and Jacob Bullen. They each have seven fingerprints apiece. So um, that's, that's what that happiness is about. So when you look on the form, the registration, when it asks who, put in somebody's name. Don't put my name in because I'm not claiming any prizes. I, I have too much to do. I don't. I'm, if you want to send me brownies on Feb, February 14th for Valentine's Day, I won't turn them away. But I'm not collecting prizes. But I got to tell you, you guys, I got to share this with you because it's so super fun. I got the snazzy medals in the mail. So these are the medals that our top five um authors are going to get if they collect the most fingerprints so that's and then the author that collects the most fingerprints will get their name on a really super snazzy trophy engraved and everything and those of you who um, are curious about what that looks like make friends with christopher gare on facebook and uh, he will be happy to show you what his trophy looked like last year okay so we have come to the really fun part of the night. We have come to, it's time to spin the spinny wheel of happiness. <laughs> Every night we will be giving away loot. Loot equates to books um, and other swaggy things that authors are donating to the spinny wheel of happiness. If you, happen to come up on the spinning wheel of happiness as a winner, um, you will want to send me an email address at diana at pagespromotions.com. Send me your mailing address in the subject line. Say, I won the nightly loot or spinning wheel of happiness or something to that effect so that I know what it is. And then uh, I will forward those addresses on to the authors and books will be um, postmarked by March 5th. All of the loot packages will be out by March 5th. So there's that. Before we get to the spinning wheel of happiness, I'm curious. Does anybody have any comments, any suggestions, any weirdness other than asking interrogating questions of the suspects? Mark Love, go right ahead. I love the interactions between Deb and Melinda and Amy. Oh my 
God, I thought I was in the middle of a cat fight. It was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> great and job. I didn't Very know good. if you three know each other or if this was all just <laughs> part of the show, but well done. I, oh I have to tell you all, <clears throat> none of this was pre-rehearsed that I know of. They may have talked behind the scenes, but none of this has been pre-rehearsed. So I work in the library. <laughs> And Andrew, I'll just say, I do love you. I know I kind of gave you crap, but I love you. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. You're wonderful. And I'll love you more if you get my new book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have, to, we have to talk about that. Andrew has a brand new book that just came out. Lift, show that cover again, Andrew. Uh, Friday, yeah, in, Friday. In real, in real life, Andrew has a book that just came out. Uh, yet another one. slice of fear. I got to tell you guys, this is an awesome book. It's got some great stories in it. And um, rumor has it, Andrew, it might be released later as an audiobook. Uh, that- the audiobook is uh, going through the audiobook process. So that's a, a confirmed rumor, guys. Confirmed if you need rumor, help with the audio, sorry. You mean to say that again? If you need help with the audiobooks, I've been doing them for years. So just letting you know right now yeah had it professionally uh even though i'm in it as well because i like reading uh, okay. but also had uh several professional voices do uh the female parts inside of the book so there are several first person female uh that, that read and uh, they did a great job and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it out there and Hoping that people writhe in terror. Well, wait, wait. Uh, no, uh, hoping people enjoy the book. Writhe in terror works too. Uh, make sure to send a copy to Victor Dima. He does audiobook reviews. He's fantastic, and uh, he will be your number one supporter every time you get something new out. It's okay. uh, he does the audiobook. Ah, shoot! I got. You know it. what? Um, <laughs> we'll talk send- later. Yeah, send Andrew a Facebook message. Connect with him on Facebook. Cool. Um, and you guys can absolutely do that. Um, I am, Anybody else have any fun things to say um, while talk amongst yourselves with each other while I double check my spinny wheel here? Uh, we I think we should. Amongst ourselves. I mean, GAF, <laughs> man. Oh, wait, that's. Sorry. That's the. That's older than most of you in here. <laughs> I'm thinking we need to take the show on the road after this month. <laughs> no, I, I have to say, uh, if, if if I hadn't been called out for being quiet, that it, it was very awesome being able to play off of each other. And uh, I, I am very impressed because this is 100% improv. Uh, and, uh, you know, each one of us has, has very little to go with except what we know. Uh, yeah, and I, I did not supply a bunch. Uh, I didn't give anybody a script. I just gave them two paragraphs of information. So they're, um, you guys are doing great. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm having a blast. We're writers. We're used to being in character, you know. We just I was hoping. Dive right was- in. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, after all the times that, uh, you know, Diana, we've done this, we've had how many festivals, and I get mine, and here is your info, and she misspells my name. <laughs> I'm going to get that for the rest of the month, aren't I? 
you're yes, just you you're never I mean, gonna let me forget it are you it, it, would, it would be you know it would be horrible if you misspelled smith but andrew i mean uh, i can understand if you misspelled like kelso but andrew smith you misspelled <laughs> Well, misspelling John Doe. Here's <laughs> here's the problem, you guys. My fingers were not keeping up with my brain in every instance, and I had to do eight of these dossiers. So sometimes <laughs> my fingers made mistakes. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yet, no, no. Uh, if you do, the hot dog fingers explain everything. <laughs> I, was, I love that movie so much. It was a ton of fun. They did a fantastic job with editing and cinematography. Just everything was really well done. Absolutely. And I thought Jamie Lee Curtis knocked it out of the park. Yeah, agreed. Impressive. Okay, have you got your spinning wheel? I we have think enough for you. I, yeah, yeah, you know, and you know what? It's only 7.55, so I'm right on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys, I'm I'm stunned that I was able to do that. Um, okay. Last time I was stunned, it was mm, 220 volts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Here we go. We're gonna play the spinning wheel of happiness tonight. We are giving away three books. We're wow. giving away this one, which is Amy Kelso's book, which you can't see because I have a virtual background. But there we go. We're giving that one away. We are also going to be giving away one copy of The Drifter and Other Unusual Tales, which is the most recent community service anthology that we've created. Um, proceeds go to support the Haley Sioux Foundation. Also, we are giving away one copy of The Gift and Other Stories. Um, the Gift is another of our anthologies where, um, that supports the Haley Sioux Foundation. And the reason we're giving that one away tonight is because Amy Kelso's story in The Gift was the inspiration for the cover. And I don't have a copy of it in front of me, so I can't show it to you, but it's very, very cool. Go to the website and look at it. Super neat. Um, again, if you don't win either one of the anthologies, um, go to the website and order them. Proceeds go to support the Haley Sioux Foundation. If you don't win a copy of Amy's book, go visit Amy's website. There's the gift. Andrew's got it. Um, if you if you don't have a if you don't win a copy of Amy's book, go to Amy's website and you can find the links to buy it there. All three books are available on Amazon as well. Thank you, Andrew, for your help with the prop. Okay. There's the drifter. There it is. Yay! Okay, here we go. We are going to spin the spinny wheel of happiness three times. Um, first wheel is for Amy's book, and then the second two will be for the anthologies. Diana is going to share her screen once again. Diana is also going to double check to make sure that the audio is working on her shared screen because, you know, that's what I forgot to do last time. Okay, there we go. Hey, it's working. Do you guys see the wheel? Mm-hmm. Yes. See the wheel? Okay, here we go. For you will in a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have to push the button. But thank you for letting me know because you're you're keeping me accountable, Amy. I like that. Okay, so the first spin is for Amy's book. Here we go. Wait a minute. 
I am giving my book to Melissa. Who is <laughs> tried to steal books from libraries? <laughs> you think it's a coaster for my coffee. Oh, don't oh. you dare. <laughs> okay, here we go. The second spin is for the gift and other stories. Here we go. Okay, and the final spin will be for a copy of The Drifter, which I didn't mention, but I will now. The Drifter, the, the um, cover art was, in, and, the, and the title and the cover art was inspired by The Drifter, which is a short story that Andrew submitted for the anthology. So it's not a we... short story. It's a long story. <laughs> okay, yeah, when we did it, it was like, what, 35 minutes? But it's really, really good. So... <laughs> Okay, here we go. Final spin. Yay, Emma! <laughs> Yay! Congratulations, everybody. I am going to share my screen just one more time to remind you. You have to, if you were a winner, send me an email at diana at pagespromotions.com. I use my email box as my to-do list. If you, you have to claim your book within 24 hours. If you don't claim it, it will go back into the loot bag and it will be given away on the big reveal day, February 28th. Can you believe it, guys? We're exactly <laughs> at 8 p.m. <laughs> I did that it. doesn't happen. That <laughs> never. That never <laughs> happens. Ever. Good organization. <laughs> because the librarian is such a hard butt. <laughs> well, I had to make sure things went according to plan. <laughs> Again, just reminding everyone, I am recording everything. Uh, <laughs> which I also... Hi, Emma. I also want to remind everybody out in listener land, um, the replay for tonight's episode of the case of the missing manuscript will be posted tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on the website and on our Facebook channel, um, our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. So anybody who wasn't able to come tonight, if you know them, point them in that direction so that they can catch up. And then tomorrow, we're going to be playing again, asking new questions, and, and putting our um, suspects back in the hot seat again. And maybe we'll get more clues. So on our way out, I want to say again, um, I am so grateful to Jacob Bullen for his amazing help with the scavenger hunt riddles. I seriously, I was sweating bullets trying to figure out these things. And Jacob helped me do it. And I'm so, so grateful. Um, for him for that. Um, my suspects, Marianne and Melinda and Amy and Deborah and Andrew and Ruby and Julie, thank you so much. Chloe too, thank you so much everybody for playing our wacky little game and uh, committing to be in here most of the month. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think, if tonight was any indication. <laughs> um, Anybody else, Andrew, you've been helping me plan this. Do you have any parting shots before we go? Did I forget anything? No, you didn't. I think uh, everybody did good. Uh, I am 
trying to pump this. I hope that all of you are too. Uh, put put the word out there. The more people that are here, the more people that spread the word, the more people that spread the word, the more people that know our books and the better everything is. And Absolutely. going to be awesome. All right. Thanks everybody for coming. Have an Ooh. awesome night and uh, I will see you on Facebook and uh, Bye, everybody. And we'll be back here again tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Have a good night. Night. Night.